Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Who Knows. As most of you know, Who Knows is brought to you by Light Wraps. Now, some of you might ask, Brendan, what is a Light Wrap? And to that, I say, Light Wraps are these little stickers that fit perfectly around a Bic lighter. And there's all sorts of designs for them. And basically, it's just a way to decorate your lighter in like a really cool way. In ways that Bic has not thought of. So, it's it's awesome. They're the greatest way to spice up your lighter life. And, you know, come January 1st, there's going to be a lot of lighters bought in the Chicagoland area. So make sure to pick up your light wrap. And when you are picking up your light wrap, make sure to use the code who knows at checkout. Um, you can find light wraps on Instagram at light wraps. Go to the link, buy yourself a light wrap, use the code who knows at checkout. And yeah, make your, make your lighter the, uh, the, Make everyone on the block jealous of your lighter. <laughs> so, on this episode, I talked to a good friend of mine, Pat Egan. He's a musician, and we went to high school together. We were actually on the swim team in high school together, which we did not talk about, thankfully. But that's where I was introduced to Pat Egan. The worst swim team ever. Uh, we came in last in every single race, but you know, it was, it was a character building experience. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Patty again. Patty again, how are you? Hey, welcome I'm doing to, good, man. Welcome to Who Knows with Brenda McClory. Who knows? Yeah, who, who I, does now? I sure don't, man. <laughs> I don't know anything. I just started that very kind of abruptly. I feel like I that like that came out of nowhere. No, it's cool. Sometimes it's the best. Uh, it's the best uh, thing to do, you know. Just right. throw it. Like you ever? Uh, this is like. Were you ever afraid of diving into a pool? No, not that I can remember. I like. I feel like my dad did a good job of like making me do stuff I didn't want to do when I was too young to remember being scared, you know? You're going to do this, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, maybe my dad did that too, but I was just a little, little, uh, little fussy about it. Like I was just afraid to do stuff. Yeah. And um, I, you ever go to Aqua when it was open? In Everton yes. Park? Like, you know, like uh, people don't know, it's like a... Uh, what is a community pool? Yep. They had a diving board. And I remember just always like, I wouldn't dive in, but all my friends would like my cousins would dive in and I would always just jump in like my feet first, but still yep. pointing down with like my hands, the pencil, pencil the pencil dive. Kind of. Yep. And, uh, the, I mean, but once you dive in, it's like, you're like, I'm unstoppable. Yeah. Yep. So usually like when I do shows and stuff, um, uh, like as a musician, it's like, what's going to throw people off like right now? Like just super spontaneous thinking. Like 
I'm just going to fucking slide on my knees, like across the stage. I'm going to like go into the crowd a little bit. I don't know. Just like to throw people off. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Why do you want to throw people off? Is like just, just to be, you know, memorable. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. I'm going to take these stupid fucking things off. Yeah. I'm wearing these. I love the, I love the sunglass vibe. (laughs) The sunglasses. You ever, uh, side note, we'll get back to like jumping in, but like river Phoenix, you ever hear of him? Yes. So he wore, I found out he wore sunglasses during interviews because he was so nervous of a camera. Really? Dude. Like, Did he die? He definitely died. <laughs> he died in the streets of LA on the Sunset Strip outside the Viper Room. Whoa. Drugs. Yeah, because he was just a nervous Nelly and like, there's a lot there, man. That guy had some demons. Like, you know, like when people get famous and they like can't handle it? Yeah. I think, I think it had something to do with that. But uh, I just always watch these like interviews of him. He's like one of those tragic celebrities that died and he always wore like wore sunglasses because right. he was nervous, you know? It's crazy. That so is very crazy. That's what I thought about. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have this camera on me. And it's like, people are like, why is he wearing sunglasses? It is it's hard not to feel a little more confident when you're wearing sunglasses, especially ones that you think look good. Yeah. Obviously. These ones, yeah. Blue. Yeah. Blue glasses. Yeah. You got like the freebie uh concert glasses. These are actually mine. These you can't see it because it's like little faded and they're warm, but they're patty and heavy hearts. Love little, that. Little side. You That's are your amazing. brand. You are your brand. Yeah, right. So but uh doing stuff kind of like taking it back a sec, like just like, you know, once you dive in, like if you just I'm gonna do it, like count to three and do something. It's like it just helped. At least in like entertaining stuff. Yep. Or like if you have to confront somebody like and you're nervous about it, like being anxious. It's the worst. Just gotta dive in, man. Get yeah. it over with. Peel that band rip the band-aid off. Sure. Well, and I feel like more than more than that, I feel like I just I just am an, an overthinker. I just overthink everything. I mean, I've like sat at that desk over there and like recorded I told Jake this. I recorded the intro to the first episode of my podcast like 40 times. Oh, 40 dude. times. So, and it was just like, ah, that sucks. Next. Ah, that sucks. Next. You know, it wasn't like I'm th- like recording it. It's written down. I'm reading it and just like, no, it's not good enough. I was just like constantly going over. But eventually I was like, okay, this isn't going to be perfect and it's not even supposed to be necessarily. Yeah, dude. People like gravitate towards the weirdest thing. Man. Yes. Like, um, so with Mouth Breather or like, I don't know, even like a song. I'll just, I'll do go with Mouth Breather because we're talking about podcast. Yes. You have Our, a podcast called Mouth Breather. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Thanks, man. Uh, it's, it's pretty fun. You know, kind of do a similar thing, except I think, we, me and my cousin Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Egan, we we bring different energies to it, and that's kind of what makes it yes. our thing. But we, you know, we talk to people, we use our network, and just have people on because we want to like show off our friends who are just kind of like chasing their dreams, doing whatever, at whatever level they're at, you know. And uh, when we recorded our 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 intro is like this ukulele thing, six seconds. Mouth breather. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's like, it just kind of lends itself to that like comedic lens of talking to people. Because it's not like a comedy podcast, but it's just like, it's goofy, you know? It yeah. is goofy. And uh, we recorded that twice. And I was like, I think that's good, right? And we did it. And it's like, people love it. Sounds great. And, and it's like kind of, 
that's like the sound like every time an episode starts like oh yeah that's like i can't hear it any other way yeah so it's crazy that's awesome yeah i just pull a music track from the internet like i'm not even cool enough to record something oh no i mean it's just and like even like writing lyrics like do i overthink lyrics so much like you go through um I saw Jason Isabel talk about this once where it's you want to like almost beat the critic in your head. Like you want to finish something like almost all the way through and then like start editing it. Cause if you, if you start to edit while you're writing it, it's like almost like it's never going to get done kind of deal, you know? Yes. So I usually try to get one verse and then a chorus down and then it's like, I have a direction. I kind of really like this. This is like my initial thought towards that idea. Do you write anything other than songs? Have you ever written like a short story or anything? Or is it, have you always just been like his music always just kind of been your calling? Um, believe it or not, <clears throat> me and uh, my cousin Jimmy, we used to make movies when we were kids. With uh, We had a Sony camera with tape. And uh, we used to like write scripts and shit. And it was so bad it was good kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I still always, I've always wanted like writing a script is so daunting and it would take so much work, but I do want to make like one movie in my life. Like, like direct it, direct it, write it, maybe like a little part in it, but like have my friends star in it or something, you know? Yeah. Um, just cause I, I love movies. I love storytelling. And when we were kids, it's like we would write it on the fly cause we had this tape and we didn't know how to edit. So we would shoot everything in order. You know? Yeah. So we would shoot these, these <laughs> scenes like, all right, like, let's go over the lines again. Like, and we just would go over the scene like four times and then, and then like, okay, like action. And we were like 13. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just so dumb. You still have them? There are some in my basement, but the camera doesn't work anymore. So oh. I, what I have to do is I have to like take them to like video playground on 103rd. <clears throat> and what they do is they convert all that stuff to like CDs or DVDs and you know, and I'd have to do it like that so we could see them again. We did that with all of our old family home videos. Okay. And yeah, that was, that was pretty much a blast like going through. Cause the funny part about that is we, you just hand them like all of the, your tapes, right? Yeah. And then you just get a DVD and there's no order of it. It's just like whatever <laughs> order they choose to sure. do okay. it in. I see what you're saying. So my family, <laughs> like we, we all sat down on the couch and we were watching it and it was just like, oh, this is like eight years before the last one. And oh, that's we, nuts. And we were just like figuring out where and when these tapes were from. It was really fun. That's actually. interesting. That's almost like a... It's a weird way of doing it. Like you think you'd go in continuity like, oh, this is from like the 95 and then you got 97, 2003. It's like, instead it's like, oh, this is when they were babies. And now we're at when they're teenagers. And then it's this one when they're eight. So it's yep. probably like more of like, whoa, like yeah, more whoa moments. Yeah. And I don't know if it's cause like, it's like, I don't know. They weren't labeled properly or the guy just didn't care. I mean, video playground, it's like, Mo like I read an article a while ago and they make most of their money off porn rentals. What are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it, which blows my mind mostly because it's like 
why are you going to a store? Dude, that's how it like, used to be done, though. Just, Isn't that crazy? Just, yeah, totally. You're, you've seen The 40-Year-Old Virgin, right? Yes. You know that scene when Paul Rudd's like, I got a box of porn for you. Yeah. And Steve Carell's like, what do I do with this? There's so much porn. Boner Jams 04. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, like now it's like, dude, people just look that up and it takes five seconds to look up something, you know? Yes. Actually. So you're like- You can time me. He's going no, <laughs> um, but uh, it's 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 crazy that like that's not even a thing anymore. I'm surprised they make as much money as they do. Yeah, it's well because we were. I was there, you know, the motel breakfast boys. Yeah, they recorded there. Yes, right? or like the, was, the track studio right next to it. Yes, I was there like recording. I have like behind the scenes footage of their first EP. That's awesome. So yeah, we were like in there. We were kind of snooping around, like giggling like a little girl at all the porn laying around. I think little boys probably giggle more at porn. I mean, do I mean I don't know. I was never a little girl, so I don't know if uh, little girls are looking at porn. I don't know because yeah. little boys are definitely looking up porn. I didn't watch porn until like late, like high school. So get this. Sorry, everybody, but this happened <laughs> when I was a kid. We had like one of those giant fucking gateway computers yes. with like the back, so we could yes. like breathe and stuff. Yep. <clears throat> And I remember like being at home and looking up like how old when did Goblet of Fire come out? It was like oh four, maybe oh three. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, so you were... early mid I was like ten or okay. nine or sure. something like that. Uh I typed in like naked women boobs <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. Clicked Into on the old something. Goog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Google and I and I uh searched that and clicked on one of the links, man, and you know, there's all these, there's all these ads now, but like, do the ads back in like 2004, like you don't know what you're clicking on. Right. I'm like nine, like I don't even know what to search. Yeah. I, I'm lucky I got that far. Like naked women boobs, you know, like, and dude, I clicked on something and my computer, like, it just like they're starting this like oh. virus, 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 and it shut down. And that computer never turned back on, and we got rid of it. No way! <laughs> yeah, naked and all, women boobs was just the just code to crash get, it, dude. It just killed it. And then my dad was like, "What happened?" I was like, "I don't know. I just tried playing my cat dog game, my 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 CD ROM, yeah, and back it uh, baseball. It just went black. I don't know, dude. Wow. Yeah, like there was no recovering it. That's how I remember it. Yeah. We got a new computer after that." Little did you know, the guys who like program the computer just were like, "Well, we need a code to 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 be able to shut this thing off." <laughs> it's like, Naked women boobs. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, uh, nine year old Pat, man, just going hard. Yeah, in that paint, I just love that. Yeah, yeah, so, the old the old box Dells that like you could fit fifteen computers yeah, in. Yeah, we had like a gateway. Uh, it looked like a cube. Like the icon was like a cube that was like cow skin. Yeah, was like white. Oh, was and, that gateway? gateway yeah I think okay so. we had that too so hilarious wow um there you go yeah <laughs> so we've already talked about porn <laughs> dude have you ever seen boogie nights yes of course the movies about porn but it's like one of the best movies ever top 10 for sure paul Just thomas saying. anderson that guy knows what he's doing hands down um i wanted to talk about so i was listening to one of the episodes of mouth breather Mm-hmm. It was the one with Eleni. 
Yeah, Eleni Eliopoulos. Yes. Yeah. Not even gonna. What was yeah. her? What's her last name? Eliopoulos. Eliopoulos. Okay. But you were you guys were talking about like at one point you said like you were talking about like ums and ahs or like little like like uh, crutch words if yes. you will yeah yes and yesterday as i was editing the podcast that i had just recorded i realized that i was saying like about every 35 seconds and as my guest was talking i kept going yeah 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 and i was sitting at my editing like computer just like cringing i like had my headphones on and i was like (sighs) why why are you doing this and i was about to include like a little joke about it in the intro but i was also like but if I point that out to oh, everybody, yeah. they're just gonna everybody's latch gonna hear on. it. Yes. Yeah, dude, it's yeah. ruined. Not ruined, but it'll it'll be noticeable. And like you know, you go out to bars or like you go to your friend's house, and then people you haven't seen in a while, they listen to the podcast. So like, huh, yeah, yeah, they just start like right because like, oh, I heard your podcast. You say yeah a lot, huh? You're like, oh shit, dude, I can't believe I pointed that out. But yesterday I made a. Uh, like a pact with myself to try to be more conscious of things like that. Especially oh, totally. as like someone whose job it is to have conversations. I probably should I mean, it's you hard. Know, make it's... a conscious effort to be as good as possible at that. Yeah, you could do your best. You know, um, like I just did one. I think, you know, is common. Like is common. But anyway, um, or, um, I try not to think about it too much because then I'm literally tiptoeing around talking and that's not entertaining at all either so it's a it's you find a a middle ground you know yeah well and that's what makes it hard too because like if you're constantly thinking about it you like don't even talk you talk still saying like like this and you stare at the ceiling right and well i mean right like i i do that as well Sometimes I get freaked out when listening to a podcast if it's just like one person talking, like just one. You know, because I've told you I want Mouth Breather to be more of a conversation than an interview. And I feel that's more interviewy if one person's talking at a time. I mean, like, it's not the end of the world. You want to hear their story or their take on something. <clears throat> but I don't. I, so sometimes I throw in, yeah, like I'll do like, yeah, or I'll say, sure. Just to throw in, it's more for aesthetic purposes. To let people know you're still there? Like, or just to let people, like a listener, know, like, oh, there's two people, like, it's just for aesthetic reasons. It's probably a stupid reason, but I just, I do that at bars too, and people are talking, like, I get distracted, or there's so much stuff going around, and I just say that stuff and look them in the eye to ensure the person talking to me that I'm listening to you. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, it was just one of those things where I was like, okay. And yesterday I was basically like, okay, I'm never going to say the words like, and get out of here. You're yeah, going to do that. Right. Um, I just thought <clears throat> Eleni being a lawyer or practicing to be one talking, uh, is such an important part of her job now. And it's just in, like you have to break down. She, she was talking about how you have to break down it to where a child can understand what you're saying because it's so dense. 
And so I, th- I just thought I'd ask her about that, you know. Yeah, That's absolutely. All. Yeah. Yeah, it was super interesting, and she was a great guest. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, she's awesome. She used to be like one of my my best friends when we were growing up, and she's like shit. We she's like come over and we'd like she'd sit in my unmade bed, and I'd sit on my desk chair and we'd shit talk people at age thirteen, and she'd be like eating flaming hot Cheetos, and that it just was hilarious. like funny. And she'd have like a side bang, and I'd be like just this chunky dude with like braces and like it's just so funny to see how far we both have come yes you know it's it's like somewhere in 2007 yeah right <laughs> uh, so uh it's just she's she's an awesome person and it's uh she's she's doing good i'm That's doing good great. too yeah um but yeah what uh how's how's things how's how's the music how's your you're a boat captain tell tell me about what's going on with you right now not a whole lot because I'm off the boat right now for like three months. Part of that's just like um, I don't have to worry about health insurance right now. So I didn't really worry about going to the shipyard because a lot of the people, they have one boat running. So they have one crew. I work at the Chicago Water Taxi downtown. Captain Pat. I know. Watch out. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. I'm driving a boat here. You're in the way. <laughs> um, they have one crew right now. It's like a bunch of experienced captains and some experienced crew. And then they, a lot of people go to the shipyard, but I didn't want to like sit outside and paint boats and sand boats in the Chicago winter. It didn't sound that appealing to me at the pay rate that they're paying me right now. Currently before I get like my pay bump for the captain stuff, it didn't, I don't have to worry about health insurance. It was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to do that. Right. Wake up in the morning feeling like, nah, I was going to say like like P. Diddy. But, um, Waking up every morning at like 3.30 or 4 for like 9 or 10 months. Oh, where's the shipyard? Oh, well, no, I'm just talking, talking about going downtown. Yeah, and just like, you know, I do a lot. I work a lot. It's the last year I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff, so I'm just going to put it off one more year and just going to do, just not unemployment right now, but I applied at a few places like breweries and stuff just to get some extra cash, but I've been doing like acoustic gigs right now. So uh, the, the, the music stuff, well, I'll be going back to do the boat in March and I'll be like right away starting captain's training and hopefully by April I'll be like signed off on a couple boats. Do they give you a hat? I want to buy a hat. I've been looking at a hat. I'll show you later. It's awesome. Please <clears throat> show me. Um, But uh, they'll give me my fourth stripe right now. I have three stripes as a senior deckhand and they'll give me a fourth one. So it's like nuts, like four stripes on your shoulders. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's cool because I mean I'm just a I'm just a fucking moron about half the things in my life, <laughs> throwing spaghetti at the wall. And you know uh, I'm not really like I've had cousins who have been in the Marines and stuff. And I'm not saying like it's not not even on the same level, but the Coast Guard presents you this certificate, and it's like it literally looks like my grandfather, Mike Mike William Egan, you know Bill Egan. Yeah, he's not with us anymore, but he uh, at my grandma's house they have this plaque. It says like United States Marine Corps. It's like a picture of my grandpa. It's like got this awesome font. It's like this. He was in the army, dude. Like when uh, he was in the Marines when um, World War Two was going on. Wow, it's like crazy. So I have this piece of doc, this documentation that says United States Marine Academy, Patrick W. Egan. It's like just like a little thing. Like, dude, this is. I wish he could have seen this. You know. Yeah. Because uh, it's kind of like, your wall. well, yeah, exactly. Like I want to put that up on my wall. Like I got my college diploma. Like it's just cool. Like. Fuck, dude. I'm like, I just turned 25 and I got all this cool shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, so, it's good to have those little mementos. Yeah. Um, with the music, we're looking for a drummer right now. We we're uh, trying a few, few guys here and there, and it's going good, and we're writing. How do you go about finding a drummer for, like, a band? Is it just, like, a post on Craigslist type thing? or Sometimes. I mean, sometimes you find some fucking weirdos on Craigslist. I and can only imagine. Other times, the Lumineers form, you know? They were formed on Craigslist? So Jeremiah and the lead singer Wesley, they were together, and they found the girl. Uh, I think her name's Natalie or something. Wow. They found her in Denver. Well, didn't you two? Weren't, wasn't that just like a flyer? Uh, the Killers. The Killers. You know what I mean? It's like you get lucky. There's yeah. like one of those, but it's hard, man. I don't know. Pat Leonard, my bassist, he, he's done like Craigslist before, and it's not worked out. He's done it like four times. It's hard, man. It's like as we're like... We're looking for someone who's not going to play drums. We want to find somebody who's going to play songs. Somebody who's got feel. Gotcha. Who understands like what the song needs. It's not about technicality. I mean, it is to a point, but it's I want you to be good and I want you to know what you're doing. But I want you to be like yeah. I want you to like music in your soul. I don't want to care if like you fucking play as fast as you can. It's not important to me. But if you could vibe out, that's awesome. How do you test that? How do you... It's a feel thing, man. You just know. It's like I've been following my gut more with stuff the past year and a half. Like, just you just know, like, right away if somebody's going to work out or not. Because, like, before, I'm not going to name any names, but in so many other circumstances, I would compromise some of my needs if like i would settle you know i'd settle yes. on stuff on certain people if like oh like you know is what i so i got right now and that, dude that's no way to live your life like don't fucking settle ever right. for anything for anyone like find it in yourself to be and get get what you need you know there's somebody out there it's got to be yeah yeah it's really crazy to me how few people like follow their gut like you said like it's it's always like a logic thing or like a, oh my parents think this is a good idea or like whatever it's, yeah it's it's kind of few and far between the people that are willing to just go well no i'm doing this because i want to like right period that end of story that's that's all there is to it and actually i was wondering can i talk to you about something yeah um so i didn't know this we met up like a week ago and talked for like in the first time for like a long time yes <clears throat> And I remember you saying you're doing other stuff, but I was just with my good, our good mutual friend, Jake Barcelona, and he said, you're not working at the sticker place anymore. Oh, no. You did not mention that. I, def- I, don't, I don't know why. You I said you, you were doing that. security here and there. You're starting to, mm-hmm. but that you're mostly just investing in. Yeah, this, the podcast stuff, doing security for cash right now, and also doing some social media, like freelance stuff for businesses so dude, on the side. Yeah. That's awesome. That's well, exactly you too. Not yeah. you too, Bono, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's well, uh, you as well with like investing in yourself and like taking risks on yourself because that's how you grow, man. It's like, that's awesome. I, I meant to tell you that. That's terrifying. fucking so cool. Yeah. But that's good to be terrified. It's good to Absolutely. be uncomfortable. Well, and that's what brought me to make that decision is it's how it happened was absolutely insane and i was kind of me and jake kind of got back into this a while ago and i was just saying like 
I was just at a point where I was like sitting at my desk and I was like the head of marketing at this like sticker company, like worked my way from being a janitor to being like this marketing guy making, you know, good money. Like, making some of that cheddar bread. Yes. Like being able to live on my own money if I wanted to. Like, oh, sweet. And I was just not happy. It was just like, this is, this sucks. Like, I hate this. I hate every minute of it. And every time I'd bring it up, it's like, yeah, but like, just like, you know, keep going like it'll get better like you'll get used to it is what i kept hearing and it's just like yeah, i don't want to get used to it i want to no. just be in love with what i'm doing and that's why i do this so much now and that's why i committed to doing this is because you're not gonna love what you do unless you f- decide what you love to do and then learn how to make money doing it yeah exactly man it can't can't be about that I mean, I don't even know what I would be doing without make music. I mean, the boat's fun. It's a good way to spend eight hours. It's a beautiful view. But I'm like, I don't want to be the boat guy. I'm 25, man. Like, like so I'll, I had like an internship <clears throat> at this place called the Music Garage because you know I had one internship during college. I, my, I majored in like music business management, and I I don't necessarily want to work at like a label that doesn't really tracked me but I like publishing and I like working like with musicians and so like this has been a good networking opportunity for me to like meet people who work at venues and clubs in the city and uh it's been awesome and it's been cool and like I did it it's not it doesn't pay I get travel stipends but it's like 15 hours a week and I love it and I've, I've met some really cool people and it's I've rekindled some friendships from like college that I kind of were friends, but like, oh, you know this person? Like, so that's been cool. Nice. And it's just another foot in the door of like, oh, yeah, like the music industry thing isn't necessarily done, but it's just, I don't know. I don't like being complacent, is what I'm trying to get at. So, you know, I start to get like into a routine or like a mood with like a job, or it's like, yeah, this isn't fun anymore. This is getting too comfortable. Too yeah. comfortable. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what happened at the sticker place. Is like, I it was like a one day decision. I I always like kind of teased at the thought of quitting, and eventually I was like, just like I'm I'm about to get up and quit like right now. And I like walked up to my boss's desk. I'm like, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? Nice. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, hey, I uh, I fucking quit. I'm putting my. Teeth I'm just kidding. Out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just totally like, hey, guess what? I'm done. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm putting my two weeks in, and there damn, was, was like, she like flabbergasted. She she actually convinced me to start working from home for like two weeks, three weeks. I think I worked from home for like a month or so. And okay, then I was like, okay, this is this is donezo, donezo. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy, and that's what I was saying to Jake too. Is like I want to when I lie down on the bed that I'm gonna die on. I want to look back and just the only thought that I actually care about having at this point in my life, like I know eventually I'll have a family and kids and I'll care about all that stuff. But at this point, at this chapter in my life, all I care about is like, that was wild. Like, that's a story. I, I just need that. I need to think that I'm doing me and like living my life like a character in a book not just some dude that goes to work from nine to five every day. And oh yeah, I think it's important. Like, I mean, there's one, it's like, I think there's like a line where it's like, I don't think you should do stuff because it's like, Oh, this is 
like we're this young and we need to do this stuff in our 20s or like whatever but it's like i think you need to work with what you got like you know you need to like grind and like stay in i was listening to the episode you had with with jake about you know when we saw that movie free solo yeah and we're like do you want to come with he's like no dude i gotta stay in and do this podcast yep that was the first time he like ever done that i was like what you need to like sacrifice stuff dude you need to like create you need to trial and error and like you go you need to go fucking fail man you need to go suck definitely you need to go see what works because that's how you get stronger that's how your brand gets stronger so your song gets stronger your comedy gets stronger. it doesn't matter like it's just i don't know it's like that you like you the people who want to do stuff like they talk about oh i want to do this so bad right there's like, there's a difference between like that kind of person who like once they get there they stop like they just coast like oh I've made it I don't have to do anything anymore I have to stop I stop working and then there's like people I was listening to like Nick Kroll talk about how he literally doesn't sleep he like because he works on like Big Mouth and he does these comedy shows and it's like dude he got to a point where he like doesn't need to work like he doesn't need to like work as much as he does but he does it because he loves it loves it right you know what i'm saying yeah that's like the difference between a couple like few people i know who are like oh, i want to do this and they do a few times and it's like oh cool i don't know yeah the people i know who like love it like actually love it it's like so important to them they couldn't do anything else they're constantly working i see them sometimes or sometimes i don't see them at all it's like crazy you know yeah absolutely and i find myself Sort of often, almost resent resenting isn't the right word. Um, no, dude, go ahead and resent. No, like <laughs> the the people who like I see and who I know have dreams to do things and they're not making any move at all towards it. I I just have this like I just I hate seeing that. That is like the oh, yeah. last thing. I uh, I don't like that either, man. I don't like I don't like the all talk, right? And just walk and shit. It's like, dude, shut up, man. Are you like, are you doing that? Right. You've been talking about it for three years, and sure. What are you What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, right, right. <clears throat> but. You know, I think about that all the time. Yeah. I have so many friends who like, in like the five years that like I don't know since high school, like they've like done some fucking awesome shit, man. Think about my friend Ryan. Like when I recorded. Southside, like this EP I did, like I took my graduation money from high school, put half of it away, and I was like, I'm gonna spend six hundred dollars on like songs I want to record. Never recorded before. Went to my buddy Nick Hasasano down the block. Uh, he was in a band with Ryan Rumchacks, and he was recording these songs. And they went on the their first like one of their first tours. It was two weeks. I remember at that point that seemed long. And since then, dude, like, there's, like, Ryan is going to be in Japan for four weeks uh, in January. Yeah. That's. And all he did was start just doing that. It was, like, two-week tour, then waited a couple months, two-week tour, waited another couple months, three-week tour, and then it's like, oh, then we're going to open up for somebody doing, like, one month straight. And then we'll have a break, and then we'll do another month, and then another month. They get bigger and bigger. The clubs get bigger. It's just like crazy how like you just have to consistently do stuff. Right. 
And like, there's people who like, oh, yeah, like I'm like a musician, and like, you're not even like writing songs. I don't know. It just like fucking pisses me off. Yeah. Fuck them. It's yeah. It's it's tough because I mean, everyone at the end of the day, everyone's trying to do something. Like, no, I know. I I'm mean, shitting on like a bunch of people, no, probably. No. But it's I, like I don't even think you're being like that unfair. Because like I I this is my move. I always do this now. Like when someone's like just talking, like like what you just said. Yeah, you've been talking about it for this however long. Like I just go a lot of this, a lot, a lot of that, buddy. A lot of this going on. Yeah, Gator. Yeah, a little croc. <laughs> Yapping. And yeah, and that's like all 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 any like the only thing the world cares about. No one cares what you're saying you're gonna do. It's what you're doing, like what you've done. It's I mean you can be the smartest dude in the world and talk about all these ideas you have, but unless you're actually executing on them, then you're, you're not shit, you know? Yeah. Um, I had a teacher at Columbia and he's, he was talking about songwriting and it's like, dude, you got to get out of the bedroom. You have to go live life and like absorb stuff. Like you can't, like if you're all talk and you're just like, Oh, like I'm so, I want to do this stuff, but you're like so afraid to, it's like, you got to get out of your own head. Like you're not going to be Bob Dylan. If you just stay in your room and write all day. Right. Like you have to go out, live life, and then come back and write it. Or you have to like go and write with people. You know what I mean? I can't be like this. I mean, people do it, but it's if they're serious about it, man, they just try stuff. Like you try stuff. You have to be open. Do you do you put any thought? Or... No, so I don't think at all. I just <laughs> say whatever comes in my well, mouth. Yeah, obviously. Um, but do you put any thought into like? Who you're surrounding yourself with? Like, do you? Oh my god! Like, uh, really? Are you kidding me? For a long time, I just like have gone with the flow. Like, just like, oh yeah, I'll just you know. Like you're talking about whoever okay. calls me. <clears throat> so yeah, I think about that a lot, all the time. You think about this, man. Like, who you surround yourself with is a reflection of you. Absolutely. Like, you're deciding to spend time with this person. Like, that says a lot about you. You know what I mean? And whether, I mean, we just talk about friends or, like, whatever, but even, like, I think I think you get more creative, for instance, if you hang out with people you think are awesome, like, at something. So, when I was, uh, I was in, there's a band called Rookie, and like they're awesome. They're one of the best Chicago bands in a long time. Like they're just they're gonna explode. Nice. I'm telling you now. You heard it from me. You heard I it s- here first. I saw them live at uh twenty seventeen they did like a party at Shuba's for their friend. Um and I was like, Wow, that is a fucking that was a great band. Got obsessed with them. I was like, I need to go see him again. And they, like we knew mutual mutual people and I was in South by Southwest a few months later and they were coming down. I knew I was like, oh, this is like the perfect time to like connect with them because we're not in Chicago. It's not like everybody's like, oh, you were awesome. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm also from Chicago. I've seen them three times. They might remember me if I see them, but we could really connect on something down here. You know, they're playing like four sets in like two days. You know what I mean? So I could go to all their shows and like really make an impression. Yes. And, um, 
I uh, saw them live. I saw them walk up. I was like, hey, like, I'm from Chicago. Like, I met you a few times. Like, do you need any help bringing stuff in? Like, oh, no. Like, we got a man, but thanks. Like, trying to be nice. And But I was like, no. Like, you, I want to be friends with these guys. Yeah. And, like, the most not creepy way. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, I was, absolutely. So what did I do? You know, I just, I kept asking if they needed help, and I bought them beers. That's, you want to connect with any? Like, that's a hot take, like, hot tip. If you want to, like, connect with somebody, try to help them out and buy them alcohol. Right. You know, all I did was I bought six, I spent 18 bucks and it's, I've gotten friends. I've been friends with them since. Right. Right. Uh, Lone Star Beers. Just bought them. I hear, here's all your guys. I bought you some beers. I know you're running late. If you need anything, let me know. My name is Pat. So other said, it was awesome. And then I was like, you guys need help bringing stuff out. And a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then the one guy, Dimitri, my buddy, he's like my now buddy. He's like, yeah, if you want to grab this keyboard, I'm like, cool. Help them load stuff out talking hey, i'll see you guys at your show next day dude lost my left my phone in an uber so now i'm alone in texas oh. with nobody Whoa. super far away from my hotel and i'm going home the next day on a flight i haven't checked in like do you know what i mean i'm stranded yeah meanwhile i'm saying this like butt plowed basically butt plowed it's yeah. gone yeah yeah butt dicked as my buddy <laughs> connor likes to say like just <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah just it's it's i'm done yeah stranded <clears throat> And uh, they, uh, they, they, dude, they come up to me. I see them do their sound check, and I'm like, "Hey, did you, did you buy us those beers like yesterday?" I was like, "Yeah, I was trying to be nice and all this stuff, and like I was, you know, frustrated." You need a mo? Are you good? No, no, we're good. My okay, computer cool. Computer just got a virus. What a computer! Yeah, it's all right. Chill out. Um. <laughs> and they're like, did you buy us all those beers? I was like, yeah, like I was just trying to be nice and help you guys out. I'm a big fan. I'm from Chicago. And like, dude, are you hanging out? Because like we got you on a beer all night. That was like super cool. And I was like, yeah, I'm hanging out forever because I left my phone in an Uber. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, wow. That... And so they, dude, I like barely know these guys. But just by doing that, they like were really generous and they helped me get my phone back. That we called, I called my dad using their phone. They helped me. We called Uber, like, and, or Lyft or whatever it was, like, all night. I was there till one in the morning with them, just sitting in their van. Like, and we got my phone back. That's, that's awesome. We talked about hearts. We talked about our friend TJ Kennedy. Yeah. Uncle we talked Sexy. about the Southside Irish Parade. You know, that was just going on a week ago and they were there. And it was just like, I got to know them. And I was, I don't know what I'm talking about. I know we're talking about who you surround yourself with. Who you surround yourself with, dude. So I guess, sorry, that was such a roundabout way. No, no, no. But my point is, I think they're so good and they're very, like, nice guys. It's like, I feel like being friends with them, like, makes me feel like it, it gives me ideas about my band, about music in general, about friendship. And it's like, like, you surround yourself with people you think are better than you. Right. Like, you go, like, uh, I think... I forgot the quote. I'm not going to say it. But um, my point is you just do that. If you're like in an artist aspect, you know, like whatever that may be, if it's podcast or like, like I think you're fucking insane. You know what I mean? Like what you do. I am insane. You make, yeah, yeah I'm crazy. <laughs> Get away from me. You should have left the straight jacket on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like uh, with what you do with Verified, your photography I think is awesome. And like this, the fact that you're doing your own podcast, when you told me that on the phone, I was like, dude, good good yeah do that because like you're awesome and like you deserve to like do your own thing and 
expand on who you are as a podcaster and that's why i said that all, all stuff on twitter i was like dude you're an awesome creative person it's like i really appreciate time. that actually so like when i asked you about podcast questions it's because like dude brennan's killing it like we i need help <laughs> <laughs> yeah well don't we all so but yeah it's and I rant was, sorry oh no that was that's what you're here for buddy I was talking to my buddy Stephen Kip, who will be the episode before this is released. What up, Kip? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was talking to him and he's like he's I I feel like the same way about him. He's like he moved to New York, he like was doing comedy, he while he was going to school, he was just doing open mics and shit in New York. Got a job for like Nickelodeon, I think, and then quit his job to like come home and like work for like a startup, like uh, yeah, production awesome. company. Yeah, just like he's just one of those guys that you're like, dude, like I'm so excited to watch what you do for forever. Mm-hmm. And me and him were talking, and I was just saying, all the only thing that I know is that I like to make people smile and I like to make people happy and the last five years of my life have just been me trying to figure out how I'm that. going to do that right it's awesome man but yeah it's uh it's obviously it's it's been insanely difficult and you know I'm not I think you just um the best thing you could do is just like I said earlier just like follow that gut man and like trust yourself and like believe in yourself and like, you know, you love media and you like your podcasting and you've, you've really found like a knack for it. And if you just be authentic to who you are, people like gravitate towards that, whatever it is, like whether it's music, podcasting, comedy, like if you're just like, if you're like, so many people could be like fucking fake man. And it sucks. And um, I've gravitated towards people like who just turn out to be like genuine or, you know, you've, you, you ever like love somebody so much, like an artist or I don't know, just a person you look up to and you find out they're a piece of shit. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. It does suck for sure. It's the worst, man. It's like, damn, like I've, sorry. Wow. Dude, I'm like, I almost just threw up on my microphone. That was bad. (laughs) I've drank so much coffee and I've drank in like a water and a half because like I'm been talking all day. So I'm like, yeah, trying not to like sound like a grandma (laughs) on your your audio. And uh, I almost just threw up all that liquid. You ever do that? You drink so fast. That would have been entertaining for the camera, but it would have sounded awful. We would have had to make sure our camera's still rolling. (laughs) This is a one man show So the the technical side of things Tends to slack off Can you imagine if that would have happened I'm like And you're like Oh my god And like you just Like the camera Like you see you come over here And I'm like on the ground Throwing up Right It just turns into like A scene from the office I like look at the camera You're like They like zoom in (laughs) Um, Sorry about that My point is uh, (laughs) I don't know where I was going Uh, The You find out somebody's fake It just sucks And uh, Yeah Right. Well, I don't know. I guess uh, it just it it almost ruins you, dude. It's like you've been following somebody for so long, and you find out like, wow, you're kind of like you've been a part of my life so much, and like you're kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. What does that say about me? That sucks. Right. It's like finding out Santa's not real. Whoa. 
Little bit. Little bit. I I worked for I was a production assistant for America's Got Talent. Are you serious? Yes. Wait, really? Yeah, in Chicago for the Chicago auditions. And What? Yeah. Is that when you were working on the West Loop a couple years ago? Like the Flightless Bird stuff? No. That was separate. I, this was just like a freelance like That's I, nuts, I, I like dude. just supply story time. And, yeah. I love it. Tell me. And this is this kind of relates to that. So I, I I I like America's Got Talent as much as anyone. I'm not like a huge fan. It's not like I'm I'm sitting there like before the show starts waiting for it. But like you know, I'll turn it on every once in a while. I like yeah. I like a good America's Got Talent YouTube clip every once in a while. For sure, yeah. And so I I was a production assistant, like I said, for the Chicago auditions. And when I got there, they're like, "All right, like da da da, you're over here handing out wristbands, like signing people up line." It was at McCormick Place, and yeah. there was probably like fifteen hundred people that like auditioned from Chicago. Fifteen hundred? Yes, like no joke. Like there was a line throughout all of McCormick Place. Like it was bananas. How you have the energy? Can you imagine being fifteen hundred? Like and like the fifteen hundred per- person at the end. Like how do you how do you have the energy to still perform? Right. Oh my god. Right. So. I got lucky enough. I was like putting my earpiece in. And the funny thing about the earpieces is I have absolute like, I don't know. You've, have you ever worn one of those like secret service style white clear earpieces? Um, like walkie talkie. I've, I've worn an in-ear monitor at shows. It's weird, but it's not like I can't talk into it, but it's, it goes around your earlobe and into it. It kind of fits into. Yes. So it's not exactly the same thing, but it's similar. So these things for the walkie-talkies, I could not understand a word oh, that anyone was saying. They lick. Yeah. They just suck. They, they do lick. Big time. Big lickers. And I was like, go. I went into the like room that like all the PAs and like the producers and stuff were in, and I was like, hey, like I like I don't know, this thing's like not working, and I like thought it was broken, but that guy's like, no, you're just an idiot and can't <laughs> can't hear what anyone's saying. You're just an idiot. Yeah. So me and him got to talking and he was like, do you know how to run a camera? I was like, well, yes, I'm yes. This is actually right after I'd, I'd come home from LA. Okay. And so I went to the room. So he sent me to the, this room with a big camera. I was behind like a big table with like six chairs in those six chairs were the six executive producers of America's Got Talent. Whoa. So how the auditions work is you sign up, they go, okay, you're going to go, you're at, you're at this room at this time meeting with like a very low level producer. Okay. Okay, cool. You audition. If that producer likes you, send you to the next round, the next round. All right. This room, this time two pretty low level producers. All right, great. If you get past them, next round. Third level is this time, this room, this time, three more high-level producers. If you get past them, you get to go to the room with the six executive producers. So I was in a room. It was like the last level. God, so they like audition like Yes. Four fucking times. Like the live auditions for America's Got Talent is bullshit. Wow. 
Like Simon Cowell's not sitting there watching 1,500 people in Chicago audition for America's Got Talent. Damn. So I was watching like the best of the best, which well, was, at least that's entertaining. It was awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. That's cool. There was the, <laughs> there was this like strong man guy. He was like this Chinese guy, and he he like he was like juggling. He had like bowling pins, and he started juggling. It's like okay, that's whatever. Pulls out three bowling balls, twelve pound bowling balls. Oh my god! Starts juggling them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm running the camera. I'm watching every move this guy's <laughs> making. So he's juggling these. Two of them hit each other in the air, and one drops down. No, swear, dude, no. Hits him on the head. Oh my god, did he die? He cracked his head open. Holy fuck! Started bleeding on the floor, and they had to call the paramedics in. So that was a crazy story. But that was just a sidebar. Dude, you were you like swearing off the side of his camera? Like, oh my god! Like I would, dude, was, I would have. I had no idea what to do. And I was super nervous and I was trying to like get to be friends with all the executive producers. So like in between people coming in, I'd be like, oh, oh you know, I got that shot. Don't worry about it. <laughs> They're like, you're okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah. They're like, great, dude. Uh, shut up now. <laughs> and uh, but, but what I'm trying to say is those producers, like there'd be someone coming in and like absolutely pouring their heart out. And like a, a musician and they would sing be like, okay, we'll be in touch. If you get a call back, leave the room. And then I just heard these people just absolutely tearing these people to shreds. Not even just about the music, about like what they look like, what their oh, families dude. like, you know, you know, their stage presence. And I know that's important, obviously, but I learned that, oh, this is not like a legitimate talent show. This is like, oh, what fits our demographic? How are we going to market this? Who's, you know? Yeah. It, it was, sucks. it sucked. It was, it was just like, damn, this is so lame. Like, yeah, I'm just watching people drop bowling balls on their heads and you guys talk shit about little kids who want to be famous one day. Damn. So yeah, it sucks, but it was a good experience. Obviously I, I got a couple stories to tell from it. Yeah, dude, fuck. I can't. How long was that day? I think it was like a, I think it was a 12-hour day. Mm, long 12 hours. Yeah. And yeah, n- not sitting down for 12 hours. But but yeah, that's that's the life of a PA. Trying to make it. Shout out to anybody that's trying to make it in the like film world because that is grueling. Yeah, I imagine, man. It that's is, like an intern, right? You just have to do whatever. It's your you're the sets bitch. Is a production assistant. Yo, set bitch. Basically, <laughs> oh it's God. like, hey, go get me a water. I need a water now. Okay, yeah, you're still here. <laughs> yeah, right. Where's the waters? I don't know where the waters are at. So, oh my God. and yeah, you have to do that for like years sometimes before you can, you know, be a dit guy, which is like the guy who transfers the Being memory a dit? cards. Yeah. Being a dit. <laughs> I went from being so. a pa to a dit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But, but yeah. Fuck, man. It's, it's wild. And yeah, the reason I asked you like the whole who surround yourself with thing is like because I I love seeing you because you're always like you said you're always moving and I love talking to you because it's like I'm genuinely like I know you're gonna tell me something that I'm like interested in or I'm excited for you about and you're never like just waiting around for things to happen and I really respect that about you 
thanks. That's I appreciate that, man. That's that's awesome. I I do my best, and uh, it's hard because there's so many exterior <clears throat> influences on people, like anybody. Like you know, people are like you said earlier. People could be doing stuff just because it makes their parents happy. Yeah, like that's just which blows my mind. Yeah, and like let alone like being wanting to be an artist in any way, shape, or form. It's like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I writing this song this way? Is it because I genuinely like this is who I am, or is this because I just this is what people are listening to? Right. It's hard. It's like I'm always. I don't want to say I'm like my worst critic, but I'm always kind of like asking myself, why are you doing this? You know, is this a fad? Like you just discovered this or is it because you actually, this is like who you are. Cause I think it's important just cause I think the best stuff comes out of people when they're authentic, when they're trying to be like, not trying to be, I don't think you could try to be authentic. I think you just are. Authentic. Right. <clears throat> Sorry. But it's definitely, I feel like that's definitely something, like, you, obviously that's something you work on. And like oh, I just think it's important, of. man. I just, I just think it's like, I don't want to be somebody who coasts through life and, well, like, you know, nine to five, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's just not for me, man. I'd go insane. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I would too. And, and I'm not saying it's easy to do that. It's not easy, like being a musician. It's not. There's definitely. It's it's fun. It's fun doing the podcast. But dude, I, for every time it's awesome, there's like two times where it's like, oh, dude, there's a fucking problem, dude. Yep. How are we gonna solve this? Yep. Somebody canceled on us. Show up to a gig. Dude, I just got cut from a gig on Friday night. The guy came out to me. He goes, "Hey, dude, um, I don't, I don't. So here's here's what we're gonna do. I'm like in the middle of a song, twenty minutes into a three hour set. Drove out to Aurora." Shout out to you, sucky town. <laughs> like, just the worst. You stupid, stupid town. I was so pissed, dude. It took an hour and, an hour and 20 minutes to get That's out there. That's not close, yeah. And, um, sorry. Um, I, uh, I'm playing a far, uh, I might, I might. Think I'm good. Yeah, maybe. I, uh, people keep making fun of my tissues, but you know what? No, you need them. Yeah. People get the little sniffies, you know? Sniffy <clears throat> season, for sure. Yeah. Um, the guy, I'm like in the middle of a song, 20 minutes into the set, and he comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, um, what? Uh, here's here's what we're gonna do. We are gonna. Are you good? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Just check it. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna cut you early. I don't know. I don't know if it's you or if it's the people, but it's just kind of slow, and they're not really digging it. And I'd rather just not deal with it. So I'm just gonna give you a hundred bucks." And I'm just going to put the music back on like wait, right now. I was like, wait, you're cutting me off now? Like right now? You you said you were 20 minutes into your set? Dude, I was supposed to play from 8 to 11. It was 8.25. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, and I get it. Like, it's a slow night. But dude, wow. Like. That sucks, bro. Okay. You know? And then you drive back. It's like. Dude, it's yeah. like the then grind, though. And you, you got, and you got an hour and a half drive to think about it the whole time. And like six years ago or five years ago, that would have crushed me, dude. I would have been crushed. Oh, I would have been like, dude, I don't want to do this. Any-. Not like I don't want to do this anymore, but I would have been like, took take me down a peg. You know, it would have took me down right. a peg. And now it's like, oh, dude, I got a gig next week. It's like, fuck that guy. That guy sucks. The guy has no idea what he's doing. Food sucks. Atmosphere sucked. Aurora sucks. 
not a fan, you know, but you move on. Like, it's, like you can't let stuff bog you down. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. It's, it's, I honestly think it's the hardest thing in the world to just be constantly putting yourself out there as any sort of, that's what a creative person does. It's, yeah. You put shit out there and it's not yours anymore, man. Yep. So it's, do you believe that? Um, I do. What, what I think that, right now, what does that mean? You want to know what it means? I'll tell you what it means. Tell no. Me, tell me. <laughs> and, um, so I was just talking to my friend Pep about music. She was asking me about the song I wrote called All the Wine. And I sat with that song. Took forever to write. I was constantly rewriting it. And I probably wrote it for like eight months and then recorded it. And then it sat for like almost a year. So, you know, it was like a year and a half with a song that nobody's heard, maybe sometimes at our shows. But like it sat with me for a year and a half. Like, and like by the time it comes out, it's like, I don't know. I've, I've, I know what it's about to me and it's out there now. Like, and people hear it and it meant so much to my friend Pep. She was like, asking me about it. She's like, what is that song about? Like, cause me and Kara, like her cousin, she's like, we love that song. I was like, that's so cool. Like, what does it mean to you? And then she told me and I was like, that's awesome. Was it the same thing that you intended it to mean? Uh, some of it. Yeah. Which is cool. But other stuff she picked up and it was just like, that's so cool. That's like insane. Right. So it's like, I believe that stuff about songs, about movies too, kind of like, I mean, and I love, although like I do love watching like commentaries because I like, I love, love watching how or hearing how, why somebody did that shot yep. or why somebody positioned somebody that way or why the script was written that way. What happened on that day on set? Right. All that stuff like really interests me. So like I guess a movie is a little different because you could think about what you want, but the director is like, "This was my vision," you know. <clears throat> um, podcast. I don't know. It's like I don't, I, it is and it isn't. Like, but I do believe it to a point. Like you let stuff when you're an artist, like in whatever capacity you let stuff out there, and you could have your version of it, but people are gonna like pick up on it in their own way. Yeah. The thing about what's like a song you love. Uh, you're asking me? I'm asking you right now. My my like go to feeling down song sure. is The Show Goes On by Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. That's cool as fuck. Swear to God. Like do you remember and like I bet you remember exactly where you were when you first heard that song? I don't. Never mind. <laughs> um, do you remember where you first heard it when you decided like oh like this is a song I want to put on right now yeah oh well I don't see and that's that's kind of the thing for me is I've I've kind of had to and I'm almost jealous of people like you who are so into like you're just into like art a lot and you, you've I feel like you've spent your whole life analyzing like oh what does that mean or like, what does that lyric mean? Or what does that, like you said, what does that scene mean in that movie? I, how I learned how to consume things is just face value. It's like, oh, like, yeah, that was good. Or it wasn't good. It wasn't like, how does that make me feel? You know, that was something that I like genuinely had to learn. Oh, really? Yes. And like, how did you learn it? 
because I got jealous of hearing people like you oh talk about, no, no, this is serious. <laughs> I got jealous of people being like, when someone's like, like talk, like when I heard someone talking about like a movie, like, well, what do you think it was about? I was like, well, what do you mean? It was about, you know, the scientist, or like whatever the actual plot of the movie was, that was what the movie's about to me. I never looked past the like face layer. Yeah. And I like heard people talk about it. I'm like, wait, there's like a lot more to all of this. And that's that's when I just kind of got completely lost in all of it. And honestly, that's why I really like podcasting is because I'm I feel like it is the most like you're just if if someone wants to say something, they're just going to like say it out loud, like straight up. Sure. Just yeah. Say it. Whereas like a song, there's like the metaphor and you need to kind of like figure out the puzzle. A little bit, yeah. So, yeah. But like the the song, the show goes on. It's it's about like getting beat down by your life and just keep going. Like it doesn't matter what the situation is. You're just going to keep going. The show goes on. That's sick. Yeah. And so... That's whenever I'm like, wow, like this shit is hard. It's like turn Lupe on real quick. Yeah. Yo, real quick. Lupe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is it? What's Alexa. The, Alexa. <laughs> yeah. Put on Lupe Fiasco. The show goes on. Yeah. And it's just like this uplifting. Like, dude. Yeah. I'll play it for you after this. The song, it's you'd hear me say it and you actually laughed at it but it's it's true it's it's one of my favorite songs no that's cool i didn't expect that that's all um that's why i laughed but that, that's cool yeah um yeah i don't know i've just always i remember like uh you ever like put shit off yeah so easy to do yeah awesome yes no it's not awesome because it's like not how it's not it's not efficient but i've had a problem with that in my whole life I remember when i was in fifth grade it was like one of the first times where I was like, dude, you're like, like you should know better, Pat. I, I did I had this book, this re, like a reading project. You had to read a book and talk about the theme of something. And my dad, John, Johnny Eags. Johnny Eags. He, uh, big shout out. Big shout out to the dad. He, uh, he kind of got me into like themes of movies or like whatever. Because I remember I read this I still don't remember what it's about because I just didn't. I like barely read this book. And it was a hard book to read at like 10. It was like called Big Red. It was about this dog, this Irish setter. Oh. Yeah. And there was like an evil bear or something called Old Majesty. And there was this like kid in the center of it. it yes. Just weird, man. Weird book. Weird cover. So I, I don't even remember what it's about. But I remember like the cover of it. And I didn't remember. I couldn't remember like... I had my notes and stuff at the time, but my dad was really trying hard because this thing was due the next day. He's like, well, think about like themes and your and what are your favorite stories? You know, like think about like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. It's like, what's it about? I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's like at face value, it's a, it's like space stuff. I don't know. Right. Like, no, it's a story about how, you know, Luke f- saves his father from the dark side, you know? The story is about him, Darth Vader. It's not about like, yeah. it's not about Luke. It's like it's just there's like oh like there's other ways of seeing stuff. Yep. You know, it was uh, it was really interesting to me at like a young age. So I think that's why I kind of gravitated towards like, oh like that's cool, that's deep. Right, dude, I was just watching 
me and Jake saw this movie in theaters the night before. Have you ever seen it? I don't think so. So it's like a Seth Rogen movie. It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Anthony Mackie and Seth Rogen. It's a holiday movie. Kind of a dumb movie, but it's it's like entertaining. I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. So the whole gist of it, they do these traditions, and it's going to be the last year they do it because they're getting older. But it's like kind of a dark movie. It's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt was like 23, and his parents were killed in an accident. He couldn't spend Christmas with anybody. So his friends like brought him out of this funk, and they do all this goofy shit. It's like a really like it's deeper than just a stoner comedy. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like stuff like that. Have you watched Fleabag? No. I think we talked about this last week. You need to watch it. I will. Anybody we listening? We did talk about it. Yeah. Talking about doing my top ten list on Twitter. Here's <laughs> a little. Here's a little nug of what, dude. Best. It's. I don't want to overhype it, but it's the best TV I've seen in the last ten years. That's overhyping it. Well, that's hyping it. I don't know if it's overhyping it because I, I haven't seen it. And so, like, the episodes are, like, a half hour long. And the amount of emotion and story they in comedy, it's, like, funny, but it breaks your heart. Like, they, it's, like, just impressive, you know? Like, 10 years ago, dude, it's, like, there's so many hour-long shows. And it's, like, you get have to get invested a little bit. It's got to, from the get-go, this movie, like, this, I was, like, oh, the episode, first episode was pretty good. By the second episode, I was, like, dude, this show's awesome. And then I'm like, I, there was a moment where I was like tearing up. I was like, damn, Whoa. that's, it's just like real honest, man. It's like deep. It deals with like loneliness and like regret and it's cool. It's fucking awesome. That's awesome. I will check it out. What's it on? Amazon Prime. Okay. I'll check Flea it out. bag. Yeah. Check it out, man. Dude. So you were just talking about your dad. I know your dad is so into basically like music and movies. Oh yeah, and for sure. That's really interesting because, like, take my dad, for example. My dad, like, literally doesn't read fiction. Like, he refuses to read fiction just because it's, like, not worth it. It's not like, real. It's you not know that, real. right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's, that's a quote. That's it's, like, the, so funny. Like, you know it's not real, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, yeah, it, it, so that's, and that's kind of where I got that from. The whole, like, oh, well, wh- whatever. It's, what do you mean? Right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's interesting. How how would you say your dad has affected your artistic career? Is that a crickets, cra- dude? Uh he certainly is always trying to offer advice and and not in like a like he's not like Michael Jackson's dad or anything you know like not right. like you are gonna sing ABC yeah, you're yeah. gonna make so much money for me it's like no it's not like that you're gonna make, make me sleep in a fireplace but after every show he's like dude you like this is awesome this is awesome this is awesome but you should try this not necessarily um, well okay there's no wrong way to write a song but I remember being a young guy cleaning like the garage and like the Red Hot Chili Peppers were on the radio and I was like why do the Chili Peppers always sing about California? It's kind of annoying. And my dad was just being the dad. He was like, well, it's like what they know. Like they're writing what they know about, you know, what they love singing about. I was like, oh, okay. Like that makes yeah sense. So an angle I've certainly have taken in songwriting is like, what do I like? It doesn't have to happen to you. Like, cause I've talked to my friend, Jack Doyle, who like, my life's pretty boring, so I sing about like living in the Rockies and 
he like lives in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? And like he's got a great sound and it's awesome. It works for him. The angle I've taken is I've put like little sprinkles of truth in there. It's not necessarily all truth in my songs, but it's like, how can I relate to this? Like what feeling have I uh, felt that I could express this? You know? Yeah. So um, I wrote this song like I'm trying. It's about like walking around the same old town, um, kicking, stepping on ground I've come to know. Sleepless nights, my eyes run red, my baby says my head's been hanging low. It's like not really descriptive, but it's like 20-something years old, just walking around this town feeling like, dude, I'm like going to be stuck here my whole life. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's like stuff like that. I don't know. You just write. I wrote about, um, there's one time I got kind of specific in this song called Farewell Fairweather. The first line is, as the sun sets on Evergreen Park, I'm reminded of the bonds we made 10 years ago today before things fell apart. You know, as I walk down 100th Street, I'm reminded of, uh, what is it? Actually, I'm blanking out on the lyric, but <laughs> I named like my hometown and my street. Sure. Don't fucking come to my house. Sure, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But um, it was just like, you know, one day I was just, I didn't know how to start the song and the sun was setting on... Like, and I was just looking out my window, looking to the west, and the sun was setting. And I remember just thinking, like, this is the end of a friendship song. And it's like, wow. The sun sets on Evergreen Park. Like, this was the end of, like, my young youth into this somebody I had let go that I was friends with for like 10 years, you know? So, I don't know. Like, you try stuff. There's no, like, there's no right way to write a song. Right. So. That's crazy. Yeah, people could like listen to this podcast. Like, oh my god, Pat Egan's got such this wide perspective. It's like I'm also a moron who like laughs at fart noises. Yeah. So like, but, it's people like you got to do what's good for you is what I could say. Right. But absolutely. Yeah, I guess that's what my to kind of bring it back to what you're you were asking about my dad. Like, do you just kind of offer right about what you know about? Yeah, I just I didn't know if he was like a major player and obviously certainly like the music i listened to growing up and still stuck with me so much like he loved the beatles and he loves bruce springsteen and that stuff is like oh dude like that stuff's like the bread and butter it's like the foundation of like good good stuff like good songwriting you know because it's like the love me do stuff so simple but so like powerful and makes so much sense and then you got bruce springsteen who's like the new jersey poet of like rock and roll (laughs) yeah you ever hear the lyrics of thunder road no it's so visual dude it's crazy screen it's like a screen door slams mary's dressed waves like a vision she dances across the porch as the radio plays roy orberson is singing for the lonely hey that's me and i want you only don't turn me, don't take me home again. I just can't bring myself to be alone again or something like that. It's crazy. It's nuts. Snaps it's like Pat. poetry, dude. It's nuts. Poet. Yeah. It's in. And like, there's like, it's just two different ways of doing it. Right. So I don't know. I, uh, I haven't listened to very much Bruce Springsteen. It's dad rock, but it's like so fucking good. Yeah. Listen to the album Born to Run, dude. Baby, I was yeah. 
it's just yeah like I, it, it always was like dad like you said dad rocked to me it was yeah, like, oh, i was i, dude, scene, I like, slept on it for years i was like this is not good right <laughs> and then i just i heard it in a one you know what song that kind of brought me in was hungry heart you ever hear that okay. song i don't know it's awesome it just catches f dude it's like so good yeah that's awesome i'll uh i'll need to save that to the old yeah the old spotify um all right, man. Well, you want to wrap this thing Is up? Is that it? We're wrapping up like a little Christmas gift. Yeah, yeah. You got you got any uh, any plugs going on? You got any shows that coming? When is up this going to be posted? This will be posted on the twenty seventh, two days after Christmas. Fuck. Okay. <sighs> Not right now. No. Okay. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> like and subscribe. And listen to Pat Egan and the Heavy Hearts on Spotify. Um, please check it out. We have a EP, Empty Bottle Ballads, and our, our release, uh, Love and Disruption, out there um, on the podcast, Mouth Breather Podcast. Please like and subscribe. Check Rate it five out. Stars. The whole back yes. catalog is there. It's like 34 or 35 episodes currently. Um, probably be more by then. Um, come and visit on the boat. Chicago Water Taxis uh, in the in March. I'll be back there. Come visit. And um, I don't know. Uh, just come say hey. If you see me, hold me down. Say what's up, and you yes. know, make sure you like and subscribe to Who Knows. This is a fun time. Brennan's awesome friend, and he, he deserves your likes and subscriptions as well, and your time. And uh, thanks for listening. I don't know. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. No. Thanks for having me. Love All you. Right. See you guys. What?